0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Emrak from Altlantis, as well as Fugitives NFTs. How are you doing today, Emrak?
1: I'm doing great, Tate. Thanks for having me here today.
0: It's very nice to have you. Been trying to make this in the works for a very long time, and I'm very Love thankful you. that we're able to now be able to host you on the Alt-Kings podcast. So I'd love to first start out with, you know, who is Emrek and what is your vision behind Atlantis and what do you hope to achieve with this platform?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I am Emrek I come from the software development field. Uh, I am actually a solutions architect by trade. I've been doing that for a couple of decades. Uh, before that I was a programmer. And uh, mainly I've been working with Microsoft technologies, um, with enterprises and building up complex systems. Uh, As that pertains to Atlantis, um, my mission here is basically to be a bit of a disruptor, um, to provide an alternative platform um, that actually isn't funded by any sort of VC money, um, keeping the energy uh, quote unquote clean um and our objective um you know on top of it is to empower creators in the hedera space um that is the the purest of the vision um and the best way that i can probably encapsulate it without going on to a big rant like i normally would
0: yeah, definitely, I think that uh, disruptor is a very good word to use for specifically Hbar and you know other various launch pads and marketplaces out there uh, as yourself being a launch pad, how do you see you know Atlantis being different compared to a launch pad kind of like Kabila um, and disrupting the scene in a sense kind of like what you mentioned?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, on Kabila, they're definitely um, the most comparative platform to Atlantis. And uh, it's actually great that uh, there is, uh, you know, something to compare and contrast against, so that people can sort of make uh, a determination on whether or not those platforms are, you know, progressing at an appropriate rate, um, offering the right kinds of feature sets to the user base. Um, yeah, in terms of what makes us a little bit different from Kabila, uh, I guess it would be the accessibility off the bat. Um, basically in order to use our platform, all you need is a Hedera account and you're good to go. Um, you don't have to buy into any special access passes or anything like that. Um, you could you could pick up our FTL pass, which uh, would give you 20% off of our fees um, nice. which, which start they, they start pretty low to begin with. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, our launchpad uh, percentage is 3.5 at a base rate. Uh, if you hold that ftl pass then you're paying 2.8% um, as a seller right um regarding the other features on our site such as minting um we are um, just our base rates uh, they are quite a bit cheaper than the kabila rates um that was our platform uh, decision right like it's it's got nothing to do with um you know uh, saying that the the slightly higher price is wrong or something like that it's uh it's just a matter of that was the path we took a slightly lower on the pricing um lower barrier to entry right Uh, facilitating access uh, you know making it available to as many people as we possibly could um that's probably the main i think that's great
0: and i think a great start there is you know the lower fees compared to other uh traditional launch pads and i think you know Lowering the fees, giving people more options to work with, as well as more accessibility at the end of the day, because fees can really destroy and make or break a lot of projects whenever they're launching and stuff. And it might not be necessarily the only factor, but it is sure a factor with how projects develop and progress as they you know, take on their journeys. Uh, I do have to give you credit. Uh, I just recently minted the Panda World Mint, and that went incredibly smooth. Uh, it was you know very smoothment off of Atlantis's platform, and I just want to give you kudos for that. I think what you're doing over there you know the user interface right. is absolutely clean, sleek, and beautiful in my eyes, and I really like the branding that goes about Atlantis also
1: I appreciate that thanks uh Tate that means a lot actually because we we have put a lot of energy into that branding um we have put a lot of energy into making the experience different right um I mean, what's the point of just copying exactly the same uh, flow that people have been used to, the same kinds of interfaces, and um, even option sets, right? In, in, yeah. in terms of that experience, so we we have been uh, sort of pushing in these directions um, that we think are a bit different. Like one one feature um, on the sales event page that we we threw in just as an experiment was uh, a music player, right? Um, nice. And the first. Uh, the first event that that we featured in was our own, was the Fugitives event. Um, so if you do explore the site and you find our event, you can you can actually experience that music player um, it, just to sort of see what that's like. Um, but yeah, there there are a few other things we're we're working on layering in, uh, and we'll have a bunch of it in this week. Uh, some of it is in in uh, relation to the Panda World Mint um, that you brought up. There was uh, a bit of feedback, right? We had a lot of Ethereum people. Coming into Hedera for the first time. So they had uh, a good amount of input and it was all great stuff. Um, so I'll give you an example of a few things that we are um, going to be rolling out this week. Um, firstly, we're in implementing a live chat feature um, onto the sales event page. So um, the creator of the event, like they'll be able to chat um, throughout the entire event and as people pick up NFTs from the event, they'll be able to participate in that chat as well. Um, so that's something a that's bit different, um, you know, and yeah, using that's that social very aspect.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, the, it, um, aside from that, like we are, we're adding some, um, you know, friendly yeah. features for people who have bigger wallets, right? Um, if they want to bulk purchase, they'll be able to do that and uh we put a lot of energy into making sure our ios uh, DAP connection experience is super smooth um, unfortunately there are a few challenges on the apple stack uh and uh yeah they transcend all of the platforms so uh we did we did go uh, the extra mile over the weekend uh to add a number of checkpoints to to resolve that um but yeah, it's just the start. Um, we're 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 in a continuous improvement mode. Uh, there is no end to what we're doing. Um, it's just making it better and adding more features into it.
0: Definitely. I know you used to go by a different name rather than Atlantis. What was that name again, by chance?
1: Yeah, we started out as HR Space. Um, yes, and that was that was over a year ago now. Um, the reason that we actually ended up rebranding um, was really because we felt we were sort of drowning out uh, being drowned out in the conversation um as when people were making references to hbar spaces right they were talking about twitter spaces yeah um and the more that came up and you know just realizing that oh when people hear bar space they're actually probably thinking of a, a twitter space that was a big driver um and it took us it took us a bit to land on a new name and atlantis um kind of came out of nowhere um and it was it was a bit of an epiphany moment and, uh, we, we fell in love with it, uh, internally as the team. Um, and it's been great, like the feedback on the name and the general, like the new look and feel, uh, of everything that we've been pushing out. It's been, it's been a great response so far.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I really love the name Atlantis because it does pair very well with the alt kings over here. And uh, also, I mean, with Atlantis and that name and the marketing that you've done around it, you're not only specific, you know, fo- you, you don't necessarily only have to spe- specifically focus on HBAR anymore compared to the HBAR space name. You could branch out to many other chains with Atlantis. And also, you know, accommodate their request and their needs for specific launchpad desires. And so I think it's really smart that, you know, you rebrand (laughs) it and it really provides more of an uh, expansive approach rather than just staying on Hedera Hashgraph's network. If, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you only want to stay HBAR, by all means, but, you know, that name does open up a lot more possibility of growth outside of Hedera Hashgraph.
1: And that kind of leads. Yeah, was no, that? for sure. No, you nailed it, Tate. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of the vision, right?
0: Definitely. And it kind of leads into my next question. So why did you choose to build Atlantis on Hedera Hashgraph's network initially?
1: Oh, man, I'm uh, right now Hedera is all, all that I can think about. Um, I have zero yeah. interest in any other um, network right now. Um, Hedera was my first, um, like, the first uh, crypto network that I got involved with. Um, and there's there's a lot to be said uh, for me, my personality type and loyalty. Um, yeah, you know, when I sort of fall in love with something, I I, I fall in love with it completely. Um, you know, not to say, as you were alluding to, that the door possibilities, um, it is open, right, for other things later on. But Hedera will always be front and center for all Atlantis. That's um, great. Yeah, man. there's 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 too much um about uh this 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 dlt um you know uh, but primarily i mean if we just break it down to the simplistic things um cost is a big part of it of course yep um you know impact to to the world in terms of environmental um impact, security um but community man uh, the community is is just something else on hedera and uh I've only recently started to, you know, be a voice, I guess, um, like, like speaking on Spaces publicly to people and what have you. But, um, you know, I've, I've been in the community since 2021. Uh, I've been listening in on Spaces pretty consistently, regularly for that whole time. And, um, you know, what people say uh, is invaluable, right? Like the requirements are, are there. They're being dropped right in front of all of us. Like anyone who's wanting to build, Uh, All you have to do is put your ear to the ground and and listen, right, instead of talking so much.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, one, a great approach, and two, you know, you have a clear vision of why you chose Hedera. And, you know, at the end of the day, the possibilities on Hedera Hashgraph's network is truly endless if you think about it. And I think it's great that you are, you know, you see the vision behind being, you know, environmentally friendly, as well as you know sustainable and you know cost effective at the end of the day because a network like ethereum wouldn't necessarily be able to withstand the transaction per second like hbar does and so you know those those are great points that you provide so what are your plans for marketing and promoting altlantis in the near future i mean we've seen a brand new layout we've seen a brand new format and structure behind your your marketing and your modeling are you planning on, you know, releasing some new content or what are some, you know, promotional material that we could potentially soon to see? Um, well,
1: in terms of, oh, okay, so let, let me, let me just take a step back and and, sure. and point out the fact that um, MRAC is not a master marketing person, never have been, uh, not a sales guy, right? Um, but definitely a builder. Um, but I have brought on team members to help uh, you know, filled out that skill set. And, uh, you know, they've really opened my eyes to a, a number of things. Um, in terms of like a solid strategy for presence and and growing that, um, you know, the first thing I can say is that um, Atlantis will have a presence at the Hello Future Live event. Uh, we will nice. have a booth. Um, we will try and integrate ourselves into the experience in a number of ways. Um i have had uh, a few phone calls with uh with the organizer right so uh, she she asked us if we'd be able to help in specific kinds of ways and um i'm down for it so um you know i've been kind of on the fence for that for a little while um but the decision's been made flight's been booked uh, and we're all set now
0: we are um, locked so, in
1: yeah so uh, you know at that event i'll have um i'll have some visual things going on right i'll, I'll be representing all atlantis of course but Um, Also, the fugitives, um, you know, so I'll have some IRL uh, pieces with me that I'll be handing out to people, Uh, some special stuff for for my fugitive holders. If I do run into any over there, I'll be pretty easy to spot. I'm going to make sure of that. Um, But, yeah, you know, aside from that, um, in real life events are going to be a big part of um, our team's growth, right? That uh, physical handshaking, uh, looking someone in the eye, um, yep. Really instilling that trust factor because uh, we're we're here to stay. Um, you know, we're we're not a a short burn kind of a a team. We're 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 looking for sustainability, right? We're looking for scalability. Um, we're looking we're looking to do it um, as much on our own as we can, right? Because um, we want to keep that energy exactly as it is right now. Um, like we don't mind pivoting to to bring in new feature sets um, if enough people are asking for it, even though it wasn't on the roadmap, uh, we did that with uh, on-demand snapshots and airdrops. Um, you know, even uh, token burning tools, and mass uh, burns, mass wipe tools, uh, and uh, even the the music player. and right? like that that came from um, user requests. You know, some stuff we're gonna do as a surprise because nobody's thinking that it's it's doable or. Um, You know, that the energy or effort required would be worth it, Um, you know, a.k.a. the chat room, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's important to us to be able to maintain autonomy and and, and full flexibility so we can adapt, be agile, um, be like water, if you would.
0: That's a great point. And it's very exciting to hear that you'll be at Hello Future Live. We actually just did a podcast with them about a about a week or two ago with Elizabeth. She's great. And so if anybody's tuning into this, would love to learn more about Hello Future Live and potentially see MRAC there. Just check out our podcast down below and we'll provide you that information uh, that is interested, of course. And so moving forward, outside of the marketing and the promoting strategy for Atlantis, you kind of already pivoted it to, uh, you've already pivoted for me, kind of in a way, safety and security of the platform for the users. How do you plan on ensuring that within Atlantis?
1: Oh, certainly. That's a great question. And I know that's top of mind for just about everybody in the space. Um, so, uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, my partner is Wincy. Um, he is actually um, the individual who developed Exact Wallet. Um, he was nice. the only, he was the only developer, uh, that worked on exact wallet. Um, and you know, when exact reached the end of its run, um, some outcomes there uh, resulted in him leading, um, the project and, um, and his partner was left holding, um, you know, the, the, the code and, you know, the rights to it, et cetera. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so he, he's, um, He's got a lot of experience um, in that area uh, and understanding uh, the concerns, right, that people have, uh, in, in as as there would be right now, right. Uh, so what we had started doing is, um, you know, we do have a wallet, uh, which is part of our creator toolset, um, and that wallet was our first um, sort of demonstration of our of our attention to the security. Uh, so in that, we implemented a. Uh, two-layer encryption flow. Uh, So when you import your private key, uh, your Hedera account private key into the wallet, um, what happens is your local encryption um, will grab that key, encrypt it, and it will um, then take a second encryption key off of our server and wrap it a second time. Uh, Basically, the result is uh, you need both the Atlantis login and... The mobile device to be able to access the private keys um, makes sense if your device were ever to be compromised you can log into the website and you can engage a kill switch which will basically sever the encryption um, path and make it impossible to access that private key um, if you log out of the app it'll also trigger that um that um that severing um just as a precautionary measure right you get advised about all of this goodness um, so that, that was our way of demonstrating, you know, that we're taking this whole thing, uh, pretty seriously. Um, the app architecture has many layers to it, right? Um, yeah. we do leverage Firebase for a lot of it. Um, you know, we have combinations of private and public, um, databases that are powering things just for performance points. Um, sometimes hitting the mirror node can be unreliable unfortunately right so uh keeping a local store of of uh transactional record can be helpful um in the sense of this sale occurred right um not saying um you know they're they're in, in terms of the types of information that would be logged in those um transactions are you know we're talking about wallet ids things that you'd be able to find off a mirror node regardless um but yeah you know in that stack um encryption is is uh From start to finish, Um, and uh, we have had a security review. Um, It wasn't a full audit, right? Uh, We do have um, plans to engage in a full audit, Uh, but we do need to reach a certain level of funding first, right? Through our the platform or uh, you know NFT drops. Should we do those? Um, But yeah, I mean, security is top of mind for us. It is um, at the center of everything that we're doing. and uh, yeah, that, that's not going to change. Um, like if, if we're going to be here for a number of years, right? If we're planning for a five to 10 year run here, we have to build it as safe and secure as we possibly can. Otherwise, we're, we're going to lose customers um, pretty rapidly. It doesn't yeah. take, it doesn't take much to find a security hole in a platform like this, um, especially given like a lot of your, your crypto user base, they are quite tech savvy, right? They're used to yeah. finding exploits and things. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's that's basically the take. Um, security is front and center. It's it's caked into um, every part of our development cycle, and uh, and we are going to be engaging more external reviews. Right? Maybe not uh, full certic level audits because uh, we're looking at about 16k USD for that. Um, that's quite a bit of HBAR right now. Right. Yeah, uh, it
0: sure is. <laughs> we'll see.
1: We'll see how where where things go. Um, I mean, you know, Hashback has been running for as long as they have without a, a formal audit. Um, they're they just engaged one recently, I believe. Um, you know, but everyone trusts the team because they're they're a good group of developers, right? And uh, yep. they've never given you a reason not to trust them, right? And that's yeah, it's kind of the currency that we're we're trying to build up towards, where it's implicit trust, right? Atlantis should be synonymous with trust.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I really like that you're putting security first over everything because, you know, it's only going to ensure more trust within anybody who engages with the platform as they know, you know, you are prioritizing security over everything. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's everything within crypto. You know, security can always be compromised if you're utilizing a platform that might not necessarily be as secure as you, you possibly think it could be. And so, you know, instilling and ensuring that your platform is 100% secure, regardless of, you know, a full fledged audit at this moment in time, it comes back to the people who are developing on the platform, like yourself and your partners. And it comes back to also, you know, people willing and wanting to trust within you and trust that you will provide as secure of a platform as possible. And so I think that's great overall.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, yeah. the other the other part of it, too, um, right? Like, we're, we're all working in this space together, right? Um, we're all sort of experimenting and exploring things together, um, right? And, and if I were to come across some sort of vulnerability, I would make sure that a builder is aware of it, right, um, so that they can fix it. Um, yeah. And I, I would trust the same thing would happen, um, you know, coming back my way as well. Um, you know, that's that's kind of... Uh, it's it's you know competition is is a healthy way to think about it right um because we don't want any anyone to be compromised across the at any point right or at any any end point any platform um and i just want to i want to take a step back too because um I, I i spit out a lot about um about the security um stuff but i was actually speaking on from the context and perspective of a of a collector right um, yeah. uh, regarding the creator side of things, I, I, I just wanted to make sure it was noted that um, the entire platform is non-custodial, right? There's, there's no holding of anything. Um, everything is working off of allowances, uh, whether it's the Launchpad or the rewards platform. Um, and the same thing will go for the marketplace. It'll all be allowance-based. There will be zero um, custodial interaction. So we won't hold your NFTs um we want to hold your bars you to hold your fungible tokens um, our airdrops you mind
0: explaining that a little more yeah. the allowance based sort of concept for
1: sure yeah so um hedera um they implemented a wonderful feature that allows you to um provide um authority to another spender to move your assets around for you right um, so it's it's on a token um token by token basis and gotcha. you, can, you can check your active allowances um, in a wallet like Hashpack. They've got an allowances um, section. that You can go and review who, who has been given um, allowances from your assets. And uh, you can revoke the allowances right then and there should you want to. Um, but basically what it, what it enables is, is exactly that, is, is you, you are in control of your assets. You hold your assets, right? Um, if I'm acting as an agent on your behalf... Um, that's fine, right, um, because you've controlled the restrictions as to you know, what I can move on your behalf, and you have the ability and the power to um, you know, revoke that. So uh, the allowance actually is, is, is proven to be quite powerful. It's not just um, on the NFTs, though, right? It's also on your, your HTS tokens and you know, on your HBAR, right? So um, yeah. as an example of that, our, our staking platform. Um, is is non-custodial, right? So uh, a person, a project founder who's setting up staking for their collection, they they pop in um, and they would set uh, how many of the tokens they want to give us an allowance to, Uh, you know, a million, a hundred thousand, a thousand, whatever it is. Uh, And that's all we'll be able to distribute. They can come back in later and top it up if they'd like uh, and we'll be able to continue distributing. But uh, the point is the tokens don't leave their wallets or their Hedera accounts until they're being delivered to the proper recipient's account. Uh, never touches a middleman, uh, and I think that's 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 actually quite important. Um, yeah, you know when you when you think about that that particular point. But uh, yeah, no, uh, really good on Hedera for trying to make everything possible on the layer one, right? Um, yeah, this this move really really opened doors uh, for a lot of the builders here.
0: Yeah, it definitely ensures you know. The potential of less compromises occurring within you know without having that middleman in the factor I'm curious to know now what are some of the challenges you have faced so far in developing Atlantis uh, well you know
1: a lot of the challenges have come from uh, um, I guess mis- misinterpreting misinterpreting uh, flow uh, from a specific creators mindset or is that making the assumption right that you you understand a flow um sure because you know yeah there can be 99 um projects that will do something one way uh and then that 100th project is like well i want to do it this way um our purpose is to make that flexibility a big part of platform so you you should have the choice to do it that 100th way differently um if you if you feel it's important right to the uh, image branding of your project um so continuously adapting the tools right to be more fluid and more agile um i'd probably say that's that's been the biggest uh, challenge but also the most fun part about what we've been doing here right because it's constant rethinking you know and, and yeah. really having to put your ego uh, into a hole uh and just accepting that you know nothing right about what people are, are looking for and uh being willing to change your perspective on on what you presume to be the quote-unquote right way <laughs> but yeah that's uh, that's basically the yeah yeah that's gonna be that at sense. this point
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's gonna be hard at all times to be able to satisfy everybody's needs but okay. you know doing it to the best of your capabilities and providing everything that you can possibly do and leaving it on the table for everybody to utilize I mean that's that's your best bet at the end of the day and it's Mm -hmm. nice to know that you're you know one you're capable of overcoming these challenges and it's just you know to me personally it's just reassuring that i can get behind somebody who's developing out a launch pad and support them and know that one they mean good and two that they have a clear vision of how to overcome and adapt specific challenges as well as new obstacles that come across their path, and so you know, being able to face adversity at the end of the day really goes a long way in a lot of people's eyes, and it's nice to know that you're capable of doing so.
1: Yeah, it's it's so critical to be able to to take that feedback in a positive way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like even even um, like the the honest truth is, um, you know, not everyone is really nice in their feedback, but um, it, it's not about it's not about you or your capability right um yeah it's it's and i guess this is more me like i'm talking to somebody as if they're like a junior developer or something like that but um it, it's it's really you got to disconnect yourself from what you've built right it's it's not you um you know you're two separate things right you're you're the facilitator of that solution right so when you get that feedback you, you better be listening right because someone's not going to waste the time to, to come to you with a complaint about something or, or some sort of ask unless it really means something to them. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's for me, uh, for someone who's been doing this stuff as long as I have, um, like there's nothing more valuable than user feedback, good or bad. doesn't matter. Um,
0: you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, allowing myself to accept all criticism, regardless of it being good or bad, like you said, because I mean, at the end of the day, Positive or negative, you need to be able to absorb the criticism and then put out your best work after, you know, taking in whatever might be criticized in a positive or negative way, and then, you know, reanalyzing where things could be changed and whatnot. I know you have a fugitives collection out there, and I'm curious to know where do they play in with the Atlantis launch pad? Is there any sort of connection, correlation, or how does that intertwine?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question um, because um, there is there is a connection, uh, specifically with the VT collection and Atlantis. Um, and so, uh, if okay, so uh, you know, I'll, I'll explain really quickly. Um, the Fugitives launched in uh, November 2021. Uh, they were the first uh, mass mass minted collection on Hadera. It was a 10K collection, um, and the process was a little unique in that you can go and browse through the entire collection and purchase the ones that you wanted. Uh, If you bought five of them uh, during the minting period, then you were gifted with a pet. Um, So basically, um, anything that wasn't minted uh, got burned, and we were left with 1,912 fugitives. Uh, those guys and their pets, um, they are the primary earners of Pedal, which is our utility token uh, within the Fugitives Club. And that Pedal token uh, is what you'll use to power up your V2 Fugitive. So your V2 Fugitive starts at level 0. Um, you can power him up all the way to level 9. And once he gets to level 9, uh, you can put something in his hand. Uh, so typically that's going to be a pistol. Um and these things can also be customized you have the pistols right so you can you can do things like um, diamond encrust them gold plate them etc um and once you have one of these items in your hand uh you're unlocking some capabilities within all this and um as an example of that i can actually point to the live chat because uh, i think i mentioned that the creator of the live event of the sales event they can participate in the chat and so can people who have been purchasing nfts from the event um, now if you have a vt fugitive you can just walk into that chat and start typing whatever you want nice. right so that's that's an example of um, you know a, a special power right that you can unlock um and it's the first of many uh concepts and ideas within the platform uh so you know as a general note i'd say the types of things that um you'll unlock with your fugitive are not um things that will disrupt the playing field right so it won't give somebody, you know, early access to something. It won't give them uh money back, right? Or like a discount. Uh, it's gonna be all about fun features, right? Like either social or gaming, right? One or the other or social yeah. gaming. Combine the two. Um, but it's mainly about the fun factors, right, man. It's 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 gonna be all about that. Um, and, you know, I'll give you another example because this is something we're planning. So it's it's not um it's not like uh um, you know, vaporware concept or what have you, but um you know mini micro games um, you know we have a we have a a desire to integrate um really tiny games right into the platform so as you're engaging with certain things like uh for example if you're, if you're browsing a list of sales events um you know maybe you'll get a little pop-up that'll say hey uh do you want to start this thing um and it could be uh You know, pretty simple stuff. Uh, An example that I I, I like to use is the concept of a Plinko game, right? Uh, Where if you're playing, you drop the thing, and then it just goes down. Um, But, um, you know, in the sense of there might be players of the game, uh, but perhaps people can place wagers on a game, right? Um, And you can see, you know, just tapping into that kind of a concept, um, the fugitive can play a really fun role there, right? So maybe maybe you need a fugitive to play the game. Or maybe you need a fugitive to wager on the game. Um, but if we did stuff like that, uh, in terms of wagers, um, everything would be super small. Uh, we would have caps on numbers, like one, one each bar, for example, like very minimal things. More about a flex and saying, yeah, I got it right. Um, than like, you know, p- uh, patting your bag. Um, but that's, that's the general um, idea is the fugitives is the fun uh, part of things for us. Where we can be way more experimental, right, um, and unapologetic about it. You know, if something breaks, we can just fix it. No big deal. Nothing, nothing lost. But um, definitely, yeah. You know, with Atlantis, we we definitely have to be more business, more, um, you know, professional. You would, A little more mindful. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. little little more averse to risk, right? Um, in terms of what yeah, we're what yeah, willing to push true. out. But um, I mean, we are we are quite experimental um, with Atlantis. I mean the live chat on a on the launch pad is kind of experimental um not quite sure how it'll play out in reality but that's part of the fun right um to see how people yeah. you know a- adapt to it or, or or um the kinds of feedback that might come out of it but um but yeah uh you know in the beginning we weren't we weren't really promoting the idea that fugitives in the alt or hr space if you would um we like a connected group um over time though it, it became like it, it became like an obvious decision um that i you know we we needed to have um some sort of integration there um especially because the only reason all this exists um, being alt quote unquote all this um, is because of the fugitives right we wanted to get back um, in into the speed of things we, we wanted to do a token swap we wanted a discord bot we wanted to a staking system, so we started building all that stuff up, um, and then people started using our our HBAR space voting system to vote up ideas like make um, swaps available for all creators. Um, so that changed the dynamic, right? And uh, sort of made us pivot. Um, but I'm happy we did because uh, I'm really I'm really um, enjoying the journey, right? Uh, you yeah. know, we're not we're not like super profitable, uh, but that's not the goal right now. Um, you know, in a couple of years, that'll be different. Um, the goal will be for profitability, um, but right now, it's it's more about building out and building trust, and uh, making sure that people are aware, right? That there's, uh, I guess, uh, a baseline, right? Um, Definitely. And I, I mean I mean this in the in the nicest way possible, right? Um, but if you're getting um, if you're well funded, you better be producing right um and it's hard to understand you know how much somebody can do uh with a certain amount of money unless you see someone else doing it too right or with less money yeah um so again atlantis being an alternative um i think atlantis is is going to develop into more of a a symbol right um you know i don't want to say a gold standard but some sort of a standard right um Because if if we can do something uh, up to a certain level or caliber uh, without financial backing, you know, you you better be at least at that level or higher or maybe people will give a second look at you um, and that look might not be so positive, right?
0: Definitely. And I mean, if you're able to do it with, you know, very minimal cost and you're able to put forth, you know, maximum effort and like a, a very, very quality product, wait till you see what you do when you get funding, you know? Exactly. It's all coming out of pocket now. I mean, (laughs) the possibilities are going to be truly endless when it's, you know, funded fully through either a VC or whatever else, other funding that you go for, it. maybe, you know, through Hedera themselves. Um, But, you know, I think it's great what you're doing. And I I really love everything that's coming with Atlantis. And what I'd love to close off with now, Imrek, is where do you see – one, the future of HBAR NFTs, and then two, where do you see the future of Altlantis?
1: That's that's a really cool question, actually, um, Tate. Because for me, the future of HBAR NFTs um, doesn't look very much like what NFTs are right now. Um, the future, yeah. the future, especially like path of growth, um, it is going to be into the real world, right? It's going to be yep. uh, reaching out to that web to community which is massive um and trying to make that the that web free,
0: yeah real world assets you got it
1: that's exactly it um and honestly tata like i'm i'm already like we're already connected with a few groups um that that's their primary objective right um RL, asset tokenization and uh, cultural preservation things like that very um very awesome objectives you know and uh let's be real uh, like the current model um, it can only grow so far, right? Like we can't we can't bring in the masses um, in this model. They they won't they won't conform yeah. to this. So we need to do some adapting, right? Like we need to be agile um, as a as a community, you know. And, and what I uh, what I love um, actually about Hadera and and what's come out of this bear market is who's left behind, right? Um, and who's sort of like standing shoulder to shoulder now, right? So if you you take a step back and pay attention, Mm -hmm. um, you will find a big group of real builders, right, that are now suddenly collaborating in a way that they've never done before. Um, That's thanks to the bear market, right? Um, And maybe a lot of people never realized just how real um, a lot of these people are. I hope that they see it now, you know, Tate. But as far as Atlantis, um, I'd say man, we're going to be one of the go-to um, endpoints for fun on Hedera. Um, I think the, the the energy that we're trying to bring, um, it's a little more relaxed, I suppose, right? Um, we're, yeah. not, we're not pumping our chests, you know, but I'm finding <laughs> a lot of people are gravitating to us. Um, a lot of projects, um, you know, that I admire, and that, that makes me quite happy because they're recognizing... Um, you know, the value and what we're bringing to the table. And that in turn just fuels us to keep going. Right. Um, I already have it in mind to be um, on this path for at least five years. Um, My, my big vision is a 10 year vision. Um, That's not something that's worth getting into because a lot changes in a decade. Um, I'm, I'm, I plan in that, in that sort of level. Right. Um, So yeah, we're, we're not going anywhere. Um, We're in a continuous improvement mode. Um, that won't change. And uh, I do expect there to be, you know, what will be, there are some partnerships forming already, right? For for different kinds of services and different kinds of things that are outside the scope of Atlantis. Um, But I do, I do suspect that over time, um, you know, things will probably circle back into that, that that branded umbrella of Atlantis and Atlantis will just become this, oh, you can do this there, you can do that there. Um, And I hope I hope honestly that um, that would drive um, more innovation, right, from competitors, from um, you know new devs that will come into the space. Because yeah. there to be a lot, a whole bunch of them, right? Um, and we need that, right? We need that because we'll we'll continuously need more alternatives. You know, one, it's definitely be pretty hard for one one platform, one endpoint to support you know millions of people. Right, we need we need many places, we need many hands, we need many bodies and many minds all working together, um, all building independently. You know, in a, in a cooperative kind of a of a way. Right, we're not enemies. Like yeah. nobody in the space, they shouldn't be looking at each other in that way. Um, and I've been I've been pretty consistent on this messaging. Right, like the more endpoints, the better. The more builders, the better. Right, the more wallets, the better. Because. Um, yeah you're never going to be left out in the cold again, right? If if some the only thing that's that's out there available disappears suddenly, you can go somewhere else, right? That's that's the key. Um and that that's what I welcome. And, you know, I, every time there's a new builder, like a real builder in the space, I plot them, I I try and retweet as much as I can. Um it's important, man. It's important, you know.
0: Yeah. It's definitely important to reciprocate, you know, support to other various, you know, projects who do have that same vision as <laughs> yourself, as you know, a multi-year plan. And I'll tell you what, us here at the Alt Kings, we do have that multi-year vision also. And huh? I think it's great what you're doing. I think it's great what you're providing. And I really look forward to everything that's soon to be coming with Atlantis, as well as the fugitive NFTs mrac it's been a true honor and i'd love to end off with you know the alt kings we do plan on releasing our next collection on atlantis we do have our ftl pass and that will come probably closer to 2024 over anything but thank you once a time mrac or sorry thank you once again mrac for taking the time to join me at the alt kings podcast and if there's any closing thoughts now would be the time to do so
1: yeah Tate, thanks for having me brother uh much appreciated you've been chasing me for almost a year um we're finally <laughs> here uh and you know indeed what? we are I, I i'm looking forward to uh, the next time we talk like this uh and i'll just leave it like that uh, much love brother indeed. much love to everyone who's listening
0: likewise and ladies and gentlemen with that being said this has been the alt kings podcast and we will see you all next episode peace